0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Before we jump into today's episode, I have a very important request to make. We are in the last three days of the year, the finale of 2022. And these are the three most important days for nonprofits when it comes to raising their revenue and funds for the coming year. It has been a year of unprecedented favor for NMM with those who are on the front lines of stewarding the move of God in their nations. But I believe we haven't seen anything yet. With the demand for development of true producers and leaders in the USA, Europe, and beyond, Nancy McCready Ministries is expanding our discipleship projects by launching two new dimensions. You know, I read a quote recently that said, a name change is a game change. And we are not changing the name of the ministry But we are adding these dimensions, which have been in our hearts for quite some time. But now is the time to take those next steps and to see these doors of opportunity opened. The first one is Disciples of the Nations. In its initial stages, we will pour into those men and women who are preparing to be sent out to other nations, locales, organizations, churches, Uh, And we want to see them as mature and realistically prepared for what they are about to step into. That is everything from their interior life with the Lord himself and getting them realistically ready for what it means to step into new cultures, new relationships, the time that it takes. We don't want to send people out in a romanticized state where they are really unrealistically setting themselves up, and those who they are potentially going to minister to uh, with um, things that will keep them actually from being able to persevere and stay the course. We want to make sure that we are getting them ready. That is going to be a depth of time spent, saturated seasons together, not only getting them prepared before they head out to those nations, but to also then go to them once they are in those nations and they are planted. They've purchased their homes. They've checked their kids into their schools. They are ready. They are meeting people. They are establishing relationships with key people in their cities and nations. And we go to them then also to help them with gateway opportunities such as cross encounters and different uh, ways that we'll be able to help them to reach the people that they are sent out to. So disciples of the nations, that's just the initial stages of it. There is also then a new dimension of the producer's Way school, which is what I'm calling cross encounter collective. This is going to be school, if you will, uh, for a unique breed of people who want to see this gateway encounter known as cross-encounter be made available to as many as possible in the key nations of Poland, Germany, and Austria, but that's just for a start. I fully expect for other nations to follow. Here at NMM, we want to launch into 2023 then on the strongest and most certain financial footing possible to make all of this happen. It will take your strongest and most generous partnership possible to see this happen. Take time today to make your most generous end of year giving contribution to Nancy McCready Ministries. And then I am also asking that you would step in in January of 2023 as a monthly recurring giving partner with us for all of 2023. We believe this will be the strongest Possible financial footing for us to be on. Go to nancymccready.com and click the giving button to set it all in motion. We are truly moving forward, and you are a key supply line to NMM. As we are on the front lines of developing as many producers and leaders as possible in as many nations as God directs, we then in turn become supply lines to those on the front lines of seeing their nations discipled and restored. God. Thank you for these moments of listening to this request for your generous giving to NMM here in these last three days of 2022. Now let's get on to today's episode. It is entitled Truth Tellers Arise. It is a provoking, it is a clear clarion call uh, that we must see all things from God's point of view and then communicate that truth in love to the world that He is longing to bring home to Himself. Here we go, my friends. Love you all. Oftentimes we choose to stay silent When it really is time to speak. And many times we speak when it would be best to be silent. So by no formula or rigid dogma do I speak now. But a compelling to speak as God is speaking to me. So that when he provokes and I am in full agreement with him, and he provokes uh, not only in truth but in timing, then I will gladly, gladly speak. As someone who committed the act of adultery with someone of the same sex, I want to be able to say that was not an act of homosexuality, lesbianism. It was an act of sin. And by sin, I am saying an act of meeting my own need in my own way, out of my own resources and what I found available to me at the moment, And independent from God, I reached out and took hold of that which was not of my Father. I will not tag it according to some topical sin. Because then what happens is we all start defending a particular behavior that is simply an expression of the independence. When one of us decides, I'll have it exactly the way I want it. My friends, that's not topical sin. That's just full-blown Sin. I can remember one of the people speaking into my life at that time. Now, this was about 25, 26 years ago. And they gave me a book. And the book was about a particular minister who had also chosen to meet their need by uh, sexual encounters uh, with someone or several people of the same sex. Therefore, deemed to have a problem with homosexuality. And so therefore, that's what they felt they were delivered from. Wrote a whole book about it. And so one of the people speaking to my life at that time gave me that book. And I remember reading, and it was in the very early days of the exposure of my sin, of the way that I had chosen in my pain and my bitterness and my rage and my independence, because I was refusing to go to the Father about it. I refused to tell the truth about what was really going on inside of me. So when the exposure finally came, it was a a very raw and fiery time. Ashes everywhere had burned everything down. And as it is with Leviathan, when he gets finished puffing you up, And you think you're all that, and you can do whatever you want. And once you burn your world down and you're dropped, then you're left with nothing. By your own hand, you've destroyed your world. And then, boom, the puffing power of sin drops you. And you're left saying, what did I just do? What have I done? So when I was handed this book, it was a very, very raw time. And sure, there were a few things from it that I was like, okay, you know. But I got to a certain point in the book, and I put it down, because I could see the glory of self rising. That which I was previously blinded to now... um, I could see that this person was saying, you know, now I'll be able to come back and help others with this same problem. And I'm like, oh, God, the whoredom in this, that I must be restored to ministry, right, where we bypass being (laughs) restored to the Father. And many times marriage, uh, we're only restored in marriage because marriage is the ticket into ministry, So I'm not being cynical. I'm just telling you the truth. And so in this time, I literally remember just like throwing the book aside because I was like, no, no, this cannot be about being restored to ministry so as to help others. I'm not living through this so that I can just help others with that particular sin. And also during that time, another person that was speaking into my life, I only had two major couples that were speaking into my life at that time. And so the other said to me, are you reading this book? And I said, well, I was, and I'm not sure about it. And They said, now, Nancy, you're free to do whatever you decide to do. But if you identify with this sin, simply just one among many ways that we meet our own needs out of our own resources, independent of God, then you know that you're tying your identity to that behavior of flesh, And you know, Nancy, you don't have a problem with topical sin. You're having a problem with sin. And no truer words have been spoken to me in my life. That was a hinge conversation, a massive, massive conversation that took place within just moments, and it saved me and spared me from identifying my whole life existence and identity with one particular means of meeting our own needs out of our own resources independent from the Father in a way that is crooked and perverted as is all sin because it's an alien way of life where man decides who he is, meaning mankind, I will decide by any whim of my body, by any feeling in my soul, I will then decide who I am based on anything other than God. Because I am God. You see, and in that massive hinge few moments of conversation, with that mentor, I realized that's not my identity. I hadn't been dealing with homosexuality all my life and had finally, you know, realized this is really who I am. Oh, I'd been dealing with sexual perversion all my life. And in my book, I talk about the fact that when you realize That the same demon that tortured you as a child, you're now kissing square on the lips and it's trying to come in as your lifestyle. The day that God opens your eyes and you realize it's the same torturing demon. I've shared before uh, in other times on my podcast, other places, that When we realize, when God turns on the lights really, really bright, and you realize the same demon that tortured me as a child through the sexual abuse of my father that has morphed into so many different ways of showing up through my own choices, right? The day that God exposes that, that is one of the most brutal and beautiful revelations that you will ever come into. My friend, if something has been torturing you all your life, and the only way you can get peace is to come into agreement with that that has been torturing you so that it will finally give you, quote, peace, my friends, come on. The thing has tortured you in the night. It's violated your will. It has mauled you with feelings and lust and heat within the body until you thought you might lose your mind. And it seems to know no bounds. And you become a consumer of people. And the only way you can get peace is to finally confess that that's actually you oh no, my friends, oh no, that's not you. That is something from the pits of hell that has been torturing you all of your life. Now, it will morph and change so much so that you would never connect that the same demon that tortured you as a child is the same one that wants to be so close to you that you think it's you only by the power of the cross and the unyielding, ever-faithful attention of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and through certain select people within the body of Christ that know how to wield the absolute power of the cross, fueled by the absolute love of the Father, could ever cut so deep, so clean, so certain, so sure that my friends, you don't get delivered from one behavior. You get delivered from the power of the seducing sin, that it seduces you away from God. It's not about what it's trying to seduce you to. It's who it is seducing you away from. The same whispering dog that was in the garden is the same whispering hound of hell that still would want to whisper today and tell you, you know, that's really you, that's what you really want. Yet you're writhing in torture and guilt and shame. And yet the only way, you know, to deal with it is I must now kiss it flat out on the lips and I must embrace it. No. It's not of my father. It is not of me. My friends, when I am watching today... And I see that it may start out as just, you know, we just need to be, um, you know, respected. And uh, we just want to be able to live our life and love who we choose. And everyone goes, yeah. And Christians go, you know, we just want to love and we believe that God is love. So let's let everybody love Who they want. Oh, I understand everybody's going to do what they want. Hmm? But my friends, look at today. Is that all it wanted? Hell no, that's not all it wanted. Hell no. It wants every square inch. Because it will feign pitifulness. gain an inch, but you best know its goal is always the mile. Always. It is a consuming, swallowing, dictating, controlling power. And it will use sex. It will use anything at its disposal. And anything within us that is unjudged, uncrucified, it can find its way in. So my friends, I may not be able to remain silent, but I will only speak as the Father encourages me to do so. Because our issue is not topical sin. The issue is sin as a seducing power And that it comes to seduce away from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And my call to you is to come home to the abiding oneness with the Father. Do not remain separated. If you are born again by the Spirit, and yet find yourself entangled in so many things. I want you to understand it's not about misbehaving. It's not about any of that. It's about living separate from the Father because the devil knows in the oneness that we have been given through Christ by his cross, To be in oneness with the Father would mean the death to his kingdom in the hearts of people. The Father's desire has always been that we would live as one with him. Therefore, the enemy's entire tactic is to get us to separate ourselves from the Father. Come out here and find love. Come out here and find your identity. You can decide who you are. And yes, my friends, this is true. You know, we don't go to hell, my friends, because of anything we do once we're born. We go to hell because we're born separated from God. That is hell as far as I'm concerned. That is the core trauma of mankind. Born separated from love himself. Do you understand that when you define love, you understand that that puts you in the place of God, you define love and I can love who I want and all of that. When the word of God says that God is love. So when we start defining love any other way other than it's the person of God himself and he is love and he is the source of all true love then do you see that when we start defining love, the issue isn't how you're out here defining love. Because this thing is getting to the point where um, it's not just, I can love who I want, um, and and it takes more and more ground, is that you understand now it's saying, I can, as an adult, I can love children sexually. Mm Mm-hmm. I can use whoever I want at whatever age the way I want. Now, do you understand that this thing is a dominating, controlling force? And sex is so sensory and was so sacred as it was created by God that the enemy uses it to inflame us in our independence from him. My friend, sexual sin is a... it's like pleasure and horror at the height at its zenith mm-hmm. ooh and it grips the whole person and i want to say to you it's not what it's telling you it's not what it says that it's about love. No, it's about domination and control. And if it can't dominate you, it doesn't have any use for you. My friends, we are born headed for hell because the word says that we were constituted sinners because of the one man's decision, Adam. Adam. And everything God is doing to get our attention, to say, get off that train headed for hell and come to Christ that you might be restored to me. This is what the Father is saying. Jesus said it himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except by me. So I'm not here trying to scare people. You know, you better stop all that misbehaving. You're going to go to hell. My friends, if you're living separate from God, you are already experiencing hell. And it is grievous, grievous, when we are saying to someone the truth as written in the scripture man received a nature that has the capacity for good and evil, but the issue is is that it's all separate from Jesus Christ. And our only hope is Christ in us. And therefore, we are restored to the Father. You see, that's That's what was missed in the garden. It's not that we misbehaved. We missed them. We did not choose them. We chose ourselves. And so therefore, however that nature shows up, whether it's by being morally, you know, self-righteous, or, you know, homosexual, or criminal, or religious. It's all, all out of the same source. So from God's point of view, he sees it all the same. The other tree in the garden was the tree of life, which is Christ himself. I will not fight a fight against topical sin. I will not beat a drum against just homosexuality or against any other specific way of meeting our needs independent from the Father. I will say that sin is the issue our independence. So I'm saying to you, come home to the Father through the finished work of Jesus. If we do not see all things from his point of view, my friends, we're going to be fighting fights that are going to wear us out, fights that are going to Of course, try to paint us as hate mongers and this and that, right? And that hell and its kingdom is the real kingdom of love. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What a deception. Mm. We must see all things from his point of view through the scripture, and as he breathes life through the scripture in us and speaks to us. That's why I've said so many times in the past, oh, I'm a Bible thumper, all right. I believe the word of God. The word of God is true, really, whether or not I believe it or not, right? But the word of God is true. But when I thump my Bible, it thumps me back, and it deals with me As with a son. And I want to encourage you today do not be deceived, do not be misled, do not fight fights that have no true spoils. As those who have been delivered ourselves from ourselves, Let's stand and be certain that, as messengers, that we are truly releasing His message. the message and ministry of reconciliation. Colossians 119 through23 says that coming out of our formerly hostile and wicked activities, we have been brought home and reconciled to God by the blood of Jesus Christ, that we might get up and live according to who we were always meant to be, which is first who we are in the Spirit to the Father, by the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Son, imparted to us and enabled and invigorated by the person and power of Holy Spirit. Let us live as who we are in spirit. And then we begin to exercise authority over our own soul and body. My friends, don't let some passing, gripping, urge, feeling, lust within the body dictate to you who you are. The gender And gender confusion, right? Oh my. It's who we are in spirit. I want to encourage you to let God put love in right order. Mm. This is what I want to release and what I want to stand for, is what the Father wants and what he is diligently laboring through his messengers to make real inside of his sons. You see, all this time, I'm, I'm really speaking to those who are already born again. You see, the world, my friends, is doing what the world does. What I've been addressing is that when it is still having sway, And is swagging through the body of Christ. Oh my. The cross is in the field and the cross will win the field. And I thank God for his love and truth. I thank God for his people the true body of christ my best friend on the face of the earth she has never done me harm and only done me good and i plan on returning the favor mm. thank god for people who had been delivered themselves and knew what to do with me as i stood charred and burned by the flames of sin. They knew. They knew. They were skilled craftsmen who were identified with the Father, who had entered in for themselves. And they lived as debtors to all men. And they passed on a deliverance from self, that continues to this day. And I thank God for putting Holy Spirit within me to lead me every day. I thank God for all the people in my life. And I thank God for truth-tellers who are rising up in this hour. Who with great and deep empathy and with sharp and clear minds and by the power of Holy Spirit will thrust the cross into as many as possible. That will release through prayer, preaching, teaching, discipling, conversations had over coffee, will release this same power. We will see nations discipled, we will see homes and families restored not to some Christian mythical fairy tale or fantasy, but to what the living God always meant for it to be. Thank you, God, for your kind intentions towards us. Thank you for your magnificent goodness. Now let's let it roll, Father. Let it roll into our homes. Let it roll into our hearts that it might roll into the nations. And you shall have that which you desire, Father. Through the finished work of your Son, Jesus, and by the outpoured person and power of Holy Spirit. Now, in your many sons today, Let truth and love go forward that we will stop fighting fights that have no spoils and that we will stand up and truly walk and open up doors for captives and the name that will be upon their lips will not be the name of the ministers. It will be your name And upon the finished work of Jesus and the outpouring of Holy Spirit, many sons, male and female both, will cry out, Abba, Father. And your heart's desire and your satisfaction will be our only motivation because we are so deeply satisfied in you. I release this today, Father. And I pray for every person listening that you will be greatly delivered to him and greatly encouraged to live as a debtor to all people. We owe every person a debt of love. And I pray that we will live that out. I love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.